Hey there, guys. It's Ian. So, um, before we get started, uh, I suppose I should uh, address a little something, which um, those of you who follow us on Twitter will already be aware of. Um, This show is my last show as permanent co-host of Dude and a Monkey. Um, To be honest, you you may have got a, a sense of it coming um in in the winds just through how i am and and i'll in 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 all honesty if i'm being frank i think that um some of the stuff i say on this show is kind of evidence of it um so i took the decision uh yesterday as i record this uh, sunday 20th of may um had a bit of a tweet, admittedly drunk tweet storm on Friday evening, which I've now deleted, not because I, I didn't agree with it, but just because it was an awful lot of tweets. And I don't know. Yeah. Um, nothing, absolutely nothing to do with Mark, and Mark could not have been better about this. And I'm sure um, Mark will talk about that in the future because the, the show will be continuing uh, which is which is great. Um, I think which I very very proud of Mark for uh, for doing that. To be honest, but he could have just like knocked it on the head. But it was like no fuck it. I still like he he still obviously feels like he has he has shit that he can say, which is of worth. Which for me myself, I don't think I do have that much anymore. Um, and you know it it's been over a decade of podcasting and. At least in in this field, I I just I don't I don't have the spark anymore. It is what it is. Um, getting home from work and sticking a film on is is to be honest the last thing from my mind most nights now. Um, but I've I've got a lot of stuff going on at work at the moment, and it's all like really promising stuff. But it is it is good, and this. Recording with Mark doesn't feel like work. The stuff around it does, though. That's the thing. Recording with Mark and Noel and whoever else we have on the show and Becky, uh, um, you know, and uh, Steve, um, Andrew, you know, like none of that is work. But the, the stuff that we kind of have to talk about because it's a film show isn't really stuff I'm super interested in talking about anymore. And I, in all frankness, I was close to doing this about a month ago and I talked to Noel and Mark about it and, um, you know, it, I kind of thought it might have been a blip, but I, I, I don't think it was. Um, and, you know, we've, we've, We've tried stuff. I've tried stuff to kind of like re uh, engage myself, and it's just it's not it's not really been happening. Um, but I think after, uh, frankly, I'm 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 a bit mardy at the start of the show this week, so enjoy that. Um, but I think I loosen up, and I, I to be honest, I by the end of the episode, it's kind of like the way you know being able to kind of choose when to bow out of this kind of thing i'm kind i'm i'm pretty happy with how i bow out at the end of this episode so um like i say mark is continuing 
I think I've got a good idea of who he's going to have on as pretty much permanent co-host. I certainly hope permanent anyway. Um, and I mean, like Mark, Mark's also said, you know, if you just want to break and, and come back on, you know, great. I'll be honest, if it if the show's going to go in the direction that I think it's going to go in, I think it will be better without me. And I'm not saying that as a fucking smallest violin in the world kind of thing. It will be. It will be... Uh, I, I, I think a more entertaining show. I think it will be a more insightful show and the the dynamic will be brilliant if it goes in the direction I think it's going to go in. Um, for what it's worth, the and for those interested, the video game streams will, will be continuing. Um, literally tonight, Mark and I are doing another part of A Way Out and this... I don't feel this has affected my relationship with Mark whatsoever. Dude's one off if not my best friend um you know and to be honest a lot of the people i met through podcasting are um you know noel jordan mike and i talk pretty much every day even though jordan uh, like admittedly doesn't really watch films anymore you know and he's he's happy with his life and you know so that's that's thing um and like i say mark has not given me any shit whatsoever he's you know, trying to suggest things about making it work. And I mean, like, we're talking about, like, going a bit more into just kind of, like, other general topics. I mean, you may have noticed the show a couple of weeks back was um, a lot, like, a large chunk of it was about football. I think it was the one with Beyond Sky, the Beyond Skyline review. And um, it's just, like, I don't think people go to this the, the, the show for that. It's It's a film podcast, and I think that advertising ourselves as a film podcast, but then just, like, like going on non-film tangents for like the majority of the episode just isn't the way that people would want i i don't think anyway um will i do podcasting in the future i don't i don't know um i am just looking forward to not having to watch stuff um i i mean i'll be honest i've watched three films in the last week and one of them was because I felt like I had to watch something to discuss on, on the show. Um, and I, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to not feeling beholden to that. And frankly, spending a bit, spending a bit more time with Lottie and, and Donna, um, you know, like having, a free evening in in the week would be nice. I'm doing a lot of overtime at the moment, and um, you know, being around them as much as I'd like to be has been an issue. And again, Donna's not giving me any shit for that at all. She's been great. Um, but yeah, so that is what it is. Anyway, I'm going to stop boring you. Um, yeah, you know, at Ian Loring, like I say, the video game streams will continue. I'll be do I'll, I'll be doing that probably the same kind of output I've been doing recently. So at least a few times a week for those interested, if you're not fairly well. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to coming on when I feel like I'll have use. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, thanks very much. And on with your regularly scheduled dude and a monkey. Hello. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome, welcome to episode 255 of Dude and a Monkey. Ah, ah, ah. 
My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... My Foster, hello everybody! Yes, very good. Ah, ah. Later, we will be joined by the comic book correspondent, No Mella. Ah, ah. But he's not here yet. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't look out if you were Delroy Lindy out of uh, Devil's Advocate then, or Count, Count Dracula. <laughs> I was going for, um, I was going for, yeah, Count, um, the Count from... What's he called? From the Count from Sesame Street, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know why. Um, yes, hi. Um, uh, it, it's episode 255. Noel's not here yet because of work issues. So um, he's going to be with us for the the, the, the last twenty five percent or so of the podcast. Yes. Um, so for the first seventy five percent, you've got us now. Why is Why is Noel on? Why is Noel on? Is it the new film by Apachat from <laughs> We're So Fackle? No. Nope. It's no. not. Is it? You know. Is Is it? I uh, the new one by Jane Campion. No. It's no. Not no. Is it a three-hour Hungarian film about a goat? No. No. Which is surprising. Because um, he, he, he loves goats. He does love goats. He does love goats. The Men Who Stare at Goats, that yeah. was the name of his and his father's um, Joel autobiography. Um, it was indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but the, no. the, film, the film Goat was about his um, his college experiences. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so... He's um, he's not here yet, but when he is here, we'll talk about Deadpool two uh, because it's a comic book film. Um, and um, before that, we're gonna we're gonna talk some John Woo. We're gonna talk a bit of Manhunt, which we, we were supposed to do last week, but we we took yep. a week off because fuck you, nobody pays us. Um, <laughs> The amusing thing there is we did have to take a week off because uh, because my work was was shit and I had somebody. Um, called in sick and to be fair the person did was in hospital um so they were genuinely ill but it just meant that we couldn't record the night we were going to record uh, then what Ian just said there was literally i i apologized to ian for, for putting him out for you know saying we we're going to record them one night and then not being able to do it and then did also put put, put the note pay for it so fuck them <laughs> yeah i mean you know we we put the um we put the greatest showman commentary out and i think we've had three downloads so that that it feels worth it. Yep. Um, brilliant. Thank you to those three people, by the way. Um, I, we do hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you know, t- take a look at yourselves. I've, no, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't fucking say that, should I? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We don't do it for the money. We don't. We don't do it for the money. Why, but, I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> if we did, we're fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we'd, we'd be even poorer than we actually are. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so um, we, we've had some stuff on the YouTube channel. Um, Ian shits himself is is full force as I wander around a room trying to figure out what the fuck I'm supposed to do with a shadow puzzle. Um, Be- Becky's very much enjoying Ian shits himself. Yeah, I. But to be fair, when Resident Evil Seven, when it when it's doing the scary stuff i don't like it i i think i just <laughs> repeatedly say i don't like it um 
so yeah, that that game is something. Um, and we've also done part three of A Way Out: The Dam Experience. Which um, is which 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 I, 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 well I will say I think I speak for both of here. We're having a blast doing that actually. That <laughs> it's fu- a lot of fun. That fucking game is so much fun. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous how enjoyable that thing is. Um, yes. Just in goofy goofy ways. Um, and yeah, I think it. I think that game is only about five or six hours long. So I don't actually think we've got that long left. Yeah. So, but, you know, we'll we'll see, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends. Apparently, the ending is quite divisive with people. So, oh. we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, a way out. So, all three parts are on the YouTube channel so far. You don't have to pay for that. We nope. don't. We don't ask. We don't ask anybody for money on that. You know, it's it's all good. We'd be doing it anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, and we're looking for suggestions about other games that we can play co-op. It's got to be on PS4. Um, but yeah, we're 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 looking for suggestions for other things. So that would be good. Um, runny gunny shooty, I think, would be fun. I don't know what <laughs> runny gunny shooty, but. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll find we'll find one. Yeah, we'll find a runny gunny shooty. That'll be good. Um, so yeah, um, what else have we got? Again, I ever so sorry. I'm kind of, I've, I've kind of started this slightly low energy. So let's let's put this up. Uh, we'll do some trailers. We'll do some what we watched. I'm sure we got a few things. It has been a couple of weeks since we recorded. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else? What else is there? Is, uh, cans happening. Cans, cans happening. Yeah. Um, a lot of so protests. Far, a lot yeah, of protests. A lot of, um, a lot of um, girls on film t-shirts. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of those about, yep. which is cool because um, I've got one. <laughs> um, oh, who have you got? I have Isabel Hooper. Very good. Uh, yeah, and, I, and I'll, I'll 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 be getting a, another one because they're they're really quite nice t-shirts. I quite, I quite like them, and uh, it, it's kind of it's the the, the, the girls behind it. Um, I've had minor contact with them, and they seem pretty cool. And you know, they're doing for any t-shirt that's spotted in cans at the moment, uh, they're doing thirty percent off that t-shirt. <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty solid, eh? Yeah, and I think they they did, they did some special ones for Christmas where uh, they gave. Uh, a certain amount of money to charity uh, for every one they sold. It's a decent amount of money that, that they raised. So yeah, it's it's, it's pretty cool for that. Um, Kristen Stewart took her shoes off on the what is it? Yeah, red carpet. Yeah, which um, I'm told is, is is a protest. What I think uh, to the uh, the it? dress code policy. Oh right. Uh, yeah, but then what's kind of cool about that is. Uh, that she hasn't come out outright and said it is a protest against that. She's just kind of done it and left it there and people can take what they want from it. If it is a protest, then it's quite nice that it's not being, I'm doing this for this and yeah. look at me and and hashtag take your shoes. And it just, it's that it's so much. She's walked and gone, do you know what? Fuck this. And there, and so and that, that's pretty cool. Um, Lars von Trier continues his, um, his descent into at some point people are going to go is he a bit of a dirty old man now mm. because mm. I have I have issues with Von Trier in the sense that 
I, he's not a provocateur. He's just he's just a prick who happens to be happens to have a very good eye in certain films, but he is I think he's just he's just a bit of a prick. And I think the weird thing is, ten years ago, I was super into all of this quite controversial filmmaking and um like i said this, this, this what we've been deemed as provocative filmmaking i was kind of i was well up for it um and now i'm kind of finding myself getting a little bit cynical and bored of it if that makes sense i 100 percent agree with that um I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna also not just point, point, point a finger at Lars von Trier. I'm gonna point the finger at, at a filmmaker that I, I actually really do have a lot of time for um, in Gaspar Noé. Mm-hmm. Um, because Gaspar Noé, as we know, he, he has pretty much everything to do with all of his films. And so the, the poster for his new movie, Climax, which I will say the reason why I'm intrigued by it is it's 94 minutes long. Arrow bought it, by the way. Arrow, yes, and I saw that today, yeah. Mm. It's 94 minutes long, which makes me go, oh, well, at least if it's shite, it's not two and a half hours of mm-hmm. shite. Mm-hmm. Um, but the poster for it, right? You despised I Stand Alone, is what it says oh, in the poster. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Right? Can you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah. No, people didn't really despise it that much, really. It was mm. quite well received. You hated Irreversible. Nope. Nope. The people the people this poster is speaking to didn't hate Irreversible. Mm. The people who hated it haven't seen anything else you've made. They just went by accident. Yeah. Uh, you loathed it in the void? No. That's how, that thing's had, like... A lot of special editions. Trust me, I bought most of them. You cursed love. Love was shit. That's why people cursed it. We waited for that long. It dropped on Netflix for nothing, and we sat through two and a half hours of it and went, huh. Oh. So it's a shitter version of Nine Songs, and Nine Songs was shit. Uh, Now try Climax. And I'm going, do you know what? Yeah, I will. Because it's 94 minutes long. (laughs) Yeah, it's like Sophia Batella doing some dancing and whatnot, isn't it? I, I, or something. I, you know. Yeah, I'd go on then. But it's just, nah, nah, I'm not buying it on that post. I'm sorry, Gasper. No, stop trying to act like everybody hates you. They don't. Um, the best thing you've done since Ent the Void was your segment in Seven Days in Havana, which you can't get anywhere. Oh, yeah. No, I, I it just, it's, um... Uh, yeah, I, I... The last one, Tria thing, I, like, I remember seeing Antichrist in the cinema. I remember Antichrist being in the top ten in the UK box office, mm-hmm. um, which was quite something. And I like, it's a full-blooded horror film, that is. Like, yeah. it, it is. Um, and it is it is up its own ass, but it also does know what it is, and it goes, it, it goes for it full tilt. Now, the house that Jack built, I mean, when he came out, he came out the other day and said, like, I don't think that, I don't think the people who walked out of it hated it enough. Yeah. Just, just fuck, fuck off. Like, are you, yeah. are you actually 
a 17-year-old art student. Yeah. No, he, he, do you know what he is? He's, he is a 62-year-old man who desperately wants people to hate him whilst at the same time love him and talk about him he wants to be this really divisive figure that makes fantastic art that people don't understand but the problem is people do kind of understand it and the debate isn't whether or not you understand it or not the debate is whether or not it's fantastic art or just pointless shite designed to provoke a reaction it, he's He's almost become a sun headline, and that is not a compliment. Yeah, no, I mean it just—it's um, it, it's amazing. boring. Yeah, and and it is, and it feels like the world's passing him by. But then mm. again, you would have said that of Spike Lee for about the last ten year, uh, years, and then he does Black Klansman, and people are at, are, are all over it. You know, and Shy Shy Rack, I thought was a decent time. I haven't seen Shy Rack, but I, but I, I really do want to watch it. It's one of those films that I've got to make time for. And the weird thing is, ten years ago, again, ten years ago, Shy Rack, I'd have fucking watched it already. But it's just Spike Lee's become so bogged down in just it, it, he's been hard to watch for the past decade. It's fucking. But you, it's so but you really like Shy Rack. Yeah, I did. it's so weird that he did the old boy remake. I mean, that, that came and I went. I like that. But fucking hell, Spike Lee directed a remake of Old Boy. And it was crap. And it was awful. But, but, but beautifully crap. Yeah, I, well, I maybe I should watch that again. But maybe I should just watch the original again. I, I don't know. It just... This this can, as much, uh, more than any other can, feels like it's one of those things where it, it's not about the films. No. You know, like, the, the, because the only headlines have really been about the house that Jack built because there were walkouts, and Black Klansman because, holy shit, Spike Lee made a film that everyone agrees is pretty good. Mm. That That's that's about it. All this other stuff that's been showing it can, like the, the new film from the guy who did It Follows, Under the Silver Lake, apparently it's not that great. Ah, oh, well, that's a fucking shock, considering it's from the director of It Follows. It Follows, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's... Uh, someone described it as said, oh, it's basically uh, this guy's Southland Tales. <laughs> Great. Can't, you know, I, you know, as people can tell, I am giving less and less of a shit about this stuff. And yep. it's fine, but it's almost like we have to talk about it because... The thing is, we have to talk about it because it's the big film thing at the moment, but then it's the big mm. film thing that is barely seems to be about films. The Oscars, the big film thing, barely seems to be about the films. Well, I, I remember listening to... Um, I, haven't listened to the, I, I don't listen to it as much as I used to. I dip in and out more often now. The, the Kermo podcast. Um, again, I'm going back like nearly 10 years ago. I always used to be baffled this time of year, every year, when he, when Mark Kermode would, would basically say... Ugh, I, I, I really, I, I, I'd have to go to Cannes. It's my job, and I know that it's a real. It's and he used to, he did used to say it's a real dick thing to complain about it. But I promise you, it's crap, and I don't like it. But I do it for a job because it's my job, and it, and, it, and he, he did used to say, it and I re, and he used to admit, I realised that that is such a wanker thing to say because 
people would love to be able to go to Cannes, but I promise you it's crap. And I used to think, you've been a bit of a whiny prick now. I'd love to go to Cannes. And now I'm looking at going, do you know what? I wouldn't. No, no. I think he's, I think he's 100% I think, fucking I, right. It looks like I a nightmare. I think he's very right. And it's, it's that thing. And it, it is, it all boils back down to the thing of, I, I, I still like challenging cinema. I still like cinema that, I, I'm not saying that I'm just popcorn cinema, just give me whatever fucking comic book movies out there or whatever fucking uh, Melissa McCarthy comedy is, is out at the moment. And I, I, I'll happily love that. I still want to like seek out cinema and enjoy cinema like that. But the the latest must see, you must see this because it's so challenging. It's like, right, why is it challenging? Oh, because... And if you can't give me a good fucking reason... And if it's just because it's the new Von Trier, it's like, right, but I, I, graphic just isn't challenging anymore. It, it's not. It's It just feels like that if you're trying to provoke a reaction to something just purely by being visual or by being needlessly contrary, I'm just a bit like... Can't we have something else? Can't we have that that fucking that new film with the um, the guy from fucking Get Out? What's it called? Sorry to bother you. That looks fucking challenging. Without just being needlessly contrived. No, I mean Black Landsman looks challenging. But, I mean, yeah, that thing looks brilliant fucking example. fascinating. You know, like that's a, that's a brilliant example. Yeah, um, that looks challenging, and. It just, I'm glad that we're moving into these new voices in cinema who are challenging us in different ways as opposed to somebody like Von Trier who, like you say, it, it seems like movies have passed him by and it's like, do you know what? You've got to be smarter now. Yeah. And, and, and at least, you know, it, it's amazing that the amount of times in that Black Landsman trailer it says from Jordan Peele produced by Jordan Peele. And it's like, right, that's cool that Spike Lee's kind of gone, do you know what? I, this guy, this guy's kind of got our back and I want to be working with this guy, despite the fact that I would hazard to guess that, that Jordan Peele's looking at going, holy fuck, I am working with Spike Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he should be. Spike Lee made some of the best, most, you know, challenging, you know, movies about, African Americans in America in the late 80s and the early 90s. Mm. You know, it's only because he went off his fucking rocker a little bit in the fucking late 90s, in the, in the early 90s and the 90s. And he, he did seem like an angry man shouting at a fucking tree. Dude, to be fair, he, he went off the rocker a few years back when he did that Kickstarter film, The Sweet Blood of Jesus. My oh, yeah. God. Yeah. And that 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 was that was it, you know. And, and now it seems like he's He's calmed down and he's channeling that rage that, that he has and that he's very good at using. Yeah. And he's challenging it into what looks like you look at it and go, oh, do you know what? And Chirac had this a little bit. And it, it's, it, it, I'm now angry at myself that I haven't watched it. You look at it and go, that looks like a fucking Spike Lee movie. That looks like a fucking Spike Lee movie. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of his movies recently, even going back to something like Inside Man, which was a good movie, didn't look like a Spike Lee movie. These fuckers, that looks like a fucking Spike Lee movie. I don't know, it's just like, the thing is, 
these film these films play play can and they get this prestige, but it just feels like culturally there's less and less and less of a fucking like what won the Palm Door last year? I have no fucking idea. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I it's it's it just it feels like it's this storm and drung for like a couple of weeks and then that's it and and, and mm. it's just like and it, it's got the it all feels like it's got the cultural significance of a wet fart these days and it's i yeah i i don't know i don't know it's just it it's just movie coachella now yeah that's that's a great way of putting it and it just i don't know I don't know. I mean, but then again, The Shape of Water won Oscar for Best Picture, Best Director a few months ago, so I, I should just stop complaining. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Do you know what? Everything everything probably will be fine, and the good movies that come out of Cannes will see and will enjoy, and the shape will disappear into the fucking wind, mm. hopefully. Mm. But it's just a little bit like, do you know what? It's maybe time for people like Lars... I mean, I don't know. How's Jack built? I might watch it and go, I thought I was looking wrong. This is great. Um, and that, that, there is... That could happen. But it still won't take away the fact that I think that Lars von Trier as a fucking entity should just fuck off because he's boring. You know, him turning... And does he still fucking turn up in his fucking mobile home that he used to fucking turn oh, yeah. up in? Do that... It's like, you're you're from a wealthy fucking Danish family. Stop pretending that you're part of the fucking counterculture. You're not. You used to be a member of what was he, the Ministry of fucking Science or something like that for for Denmark. Mm, mm. You know, you 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 are a bourgeois prick without the fucking bourgeois. Well, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, it it just it. It like you say, it feels like we're at this point where new voices are coming through, and you know, for as much as we fucking get pissed off about, like, I, I don't know, like film seeming to have to be focusing on other things, of anything other than film these days. But yeah. some of this shit that is coming out, like like you say, um, sorry to bother you and Black Klansman. I think they're both coming out around about the summer, and to be honest, at this yeah. point, they're two of my most anticipated films of the summer. I mean, yeah. like, if you if if you gave me the choice of Black Klansman or Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, Black Klansman any fucking day oh, of the week. Fuck yeah! You, you and, know, and and I'm actually I'm one of the few people who looks at the looks at the new Jurassic World thing goes. Do you know what? I'm fine with that. Oh no! I yeah. want to see that fucking movie. No, but yeah, if 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 you were to give me right. You've got a free ticket to this or that or, or Black Klansman. I'll be there going, I'm going to see fucking Black Klansman right now. No, straight, straight up. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, like, it's... You know, when Donna and I went... To, uh, kind of moving on from Cannes slightly. Uh, just when mm. Donna and I went to the cinema yesterday for Deadpool and the trailers that were on, and it just, like, this summer just doesn't really feel that big. And I think it... You know, World Cup summer. Yeah. So there is that. But... I don't know. Like, it feels like there's a chance for some like interesting smaller films to to, to come through. Because what what have we got? Like, Solo next week. Yeah. Jurassic World start of June. Ocean's Eight part way through June, which looks like it could be fun. Maybe. Um, we'll see. 
and the, then, fact, the fact that there is so little buzz about that and it's out quite soon is, is worrying me because I, I actually hope that's quite good. Yeah, no, quite. I mean, so yeah, but we'll see. And then what is it? Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. What? I, like seriously, what? Mission I'm not possible. Ah, uh, Mission Ah. All right. There you go. Mission Impossible is the blockbuster I am looking forward to seeing this summer now. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm very much looking forward to the new Mission Impossible. That fucker looks looks good. I need I need Henry Cavill to just do fist fights. Yeah, I, I, I saw a tweet from somebody, and I, I'm sorry I can't remember oh, who it was. Yeah, I yeah. The, but the one that says I I love the bit in the uh, Mr. Impossible trailer where Henry Cavill appears to reload his, his arms. arms. Yeah, <laughs> and they're right as well. Like it's, you imagine <laughs> him actually go. Chug, chug. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's and it does. But the thing is, Henry Cavill. I I, I don't get the Henry Cavill dissing the man oozes fucking charisma, <laughs> and it's that that fucking that. Tash just kind of just it, it sets off the rest of the ensemble because you look at it and go, it shouldn't work. It really shouldn't work, but it does. <laughs> it's weird as well. He's this really cut guy who's this movie star who just spends money and loves it. Yeah, but he's also like a really hardcore PC strategy game fan. <laughs> like it's one of the big things he does in his spare time is play strategy games on the PC, and it's just like. I want to spend a day with Henry Cavill where we go working out, we go spending some money, and then we just sit at a desk playing well, he, some fucking real-time strategy game. He said about the real-time strategy thing, where he said that it's, you know, he said he, um, he said it's the, the, the thing that he likes is he, he likes to kind of be challenged by things. He said, but he spends a lot of time, because of his job, on chats. Mm. He said, so what he always has with him is his MacBook, uh, in his case. He said, so he gets that out. He doesn't like, apparently, he said, I don't like reading books on, what is it? If I want to read a book, I want to sit down and read it all the way through. He said, so I'll sit and I'll do that. And I'll sit and I'll do that. And I'll have a cigar and I'll have a, a glass of whiskey. And it's like, You've just you've turned strategy games into something really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that's I like. There's that, an image there, isn't there? <laughs> no, absolutely. And I just I'm looking forward to seeing the reason why he couldn't shave his tash because Christopher McQuarrie was like, he does the stuff that he's doing at 100 miles per hour and a fake tash will come off. And he's like, right, yeah, I'm in. What's he gonna do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, yeah no it's that thing is going to be that I, that film will be great yeah like it it will be great um, yeah I, I I have I have ultimate confidence in that in that fucking team at the moment and the fact that what a lot of people seem to miss because uh, well, I've seen a lot of sort of the the, the general kind of criticism of it so far or the the sniping around it is oh god really another one where Tom Cruise is playing that agent you know. How old is he getting now? And it's like, did you not see Rogue Nation, where essentially the whole thing was about him it becoming more difficult for him doing what he's doing? And, you know, he does get saved a few times in it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to some character development in, in, in this film, and it does... I like the fact that it seems, like, both from the filmmaking point of view and the story, that it, it does seem like a direct continuation from Rogue Nation. Mm, um, it is. Like, yeah, so that that's... 
that's going to be cracking. Uh, yeah, I, it's, um, you know, the idea of Ethan Hunt basically kind of going, right, I'm going to do fucking anything I can to get this done. Nobody get in my fucking way. Sweet. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's great. Um, so, and I, I, like, the idea of the fact that apparently all this stuff is practical, like the last one was as well. And to be fair, I think yeah. the one before that was as well, really. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's like, yeah, okay, let, let's get this going. I'm going to watch this on a big fuck-off screen. I'm going to watch this in Atmos, and I'm going to have a fucking brilliant couple of hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that. Becky, every time the trailer comes on when we go to the cinema at the moment, the trailer comes on, Bex turns around and looks at me and just goes, and just, we have a thing where if we watch a trailer at the cinema and it's something we haven't seen before, or even if it's some trailer we haven't seen before, we give each other a thumbs up if it's something we want to see, or we give a, that, that kind of the wavy hand movement or a thumbs down. And every time the Mission Impossible trailer comes, I turn around and look at Becky and she's just got both thumbs up just shaking them at me. Yeah, nice, nice. And that, that, that's the way. Now, a film that I'm looking forward to. We, we, we've segued quite smoothly here, haven't we? Uh, yeah. no, we've, we've kind of come with Black Clansman and the new Mission Impossible trailer without actually going to a trailer. I'm liking this. I was trying to not mention the fact that we were that we were segueing. You know, I, 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 I had to mention that I got too excited. Keep the flow, <laughs> keep the flow. Um, so, a film, very good. A film which I'm looking forward to, but the trailer has... Not exactly inspired confidence, but I'm looking it's forward to it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I do, yeah. Yeah, I do. The Predator. I didn't mind the trailer. The I thing, thought it was alright. <laughs> it's... The thing is, I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. that that's it. I wasn't expecting that either, no. Like... But, Jacob Tremblay is playing with a toy his dad gives him, and then it calls the Predator to Earth. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, it's like, is this... So, like, what audience is this going for? Well, it's, it, 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 it's apparently going to be R-rated, so... It's just, it's one of those things where, with a couple of cuts, which Fox are wont to do, could it maybe go hard 12A? I don't know. I, I, you don't know, you'd say, I can't see Shane Black going for that. But then again, you could also see him going for that and saying, um, tell you what, you give us a 12A Predator movie that can make $400 million, $500 million, and we'll give you another $60 million to go out and make X Shane Black movie that you want to make. And he's gone, hmm, well, I wonder mean, what I could do with that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the thing is, though, he's already directing this film, and he's written it with Fred Decker, of all people. So it's... Yeah. I'd like... I, I wonder if they've already indulged him quite a bit and gone, yes, you can have your mate co-write it if you bring it in as a, like, with a couple of cuts of PG-13 slash 12A. It's, but then again, maybe not. Maybe this thing is going to be, I don't know, maybe Jacob Tremblay gets decapitated a halfway, uh, halfway through or something like that. You know, a boy can dream. Um, <laughs> but 
It's an interesting cast, though. I mean, Boyd Holbrook, Travance Rhodes, Jacob Tremblay, Keegan-Michael Key, Olivia Munn, Sterling K. Brown, Alfie Allen, Thomas Jane, Jake Busey. Yeah. Apparently, Jake Jake Busey Busey is playing... Isn't he playing... Yes. And isn't Jake Busey playing the son of Gary Busey in Predator 2? Yes. That's interesting. Yeah, that is... is, The thing is, that's it. I look at that trailer and go... Shane Black ain't making a movie as 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 isn't making the movie that that trailer's showing you. He just isn't. He's making a different movie. Yeah, you, you, that's the thing, I, I, and I hope so because the film that's being advertised doesn't seem that interesting. No, but but a Shane Black Predator movie is. It is so that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, and then. What do we have? What do we have? I haven't seen the trailer, but Escape Plan 2 is on iTunes in the US I, the end of June. I have seen the trailer. How 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 is that? Uh it, it do you know what? It looks it looks like a solid Tuesday night watch. Um, it just... looks like it looks like if that movie was made in 1991 or 1988 and had Sylvester Stallone and somebody else, what is it? We would be re-watching it now going, that movie is a lot of fucking fun. I mean, it's Stallone and Batista, isn't it? So, yeah. going to be all over that. Yeah, it looks it, it looks like it's going to be fun. And um, Escape Plan 3 and number 2 and number 3 were shot back to back. Back to back, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. I'm all for it. I like Escape Plan. Escape Plan's a, 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 a fun watch, and this looks, again, like another fun watch. Cool. Very good. Very good. Um, last one for me, I think. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, it's interesting that R- Rami Malek, in some shots, is like, yeah, he really looks like Freddie Mercury. And in other shots, he doesn't look anything fucking like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, and also as well, the voice, I listen to it and go, right, does he sound like Freddie Mercury or do I think he might sound like Freddie Mercury and actually in reality he doesn't? I can't quite work it out. It looks a fucking mess. It looks it looks like a very soft serve mess. But I, I'll be honest, I'm not that big a Queen fan. Um they're a band where I accept the fact people like them and everything like that, and it, it, it's all right. I'm not going to say the shit because they're not. But what I'm saying is I'm not a big Queen fan. Whatever I hear them come on, it kind of makes me go, can it go off now? <laughs> it, it's one of those. They're not for me, is what I'll say. An officially sh- sanctioned Queen film where mm. multiple creatives left the project because old Brian May and Roger Taylor weren't very happy with the direction the film was going in gives me very, very little hope. If I don't get at some point in that a midget carrying a plate of cocaine, then I'm going to be fucking... That's it. It's done for me. Because that is a story that has been in many people's autobiographies that they went to these parties that Freddie Mercury was hosting in New York in the 80s and he would have 
midgets in various outfits walking around carrying plates of cocaine. I think the only way that happens is if accidentally there's a shot in it where Brian Singer's key grip is in the background. <laughs> very, very good. So, yeah, that's... I mean, we'll see. It. I like Dexter Fletcher. I like Dexter Fletcher. It kind of seems like maybe he came in quite late and just finished things off. Mm. So, you know, there'll be a story there. Of course I'll go see it. But like you say, soft serve, I think, is the fucking... It just... It's... It's like this fucking... Elton John one that's coming that actually I think Dexter Fletcher is directing and yes, he is. Taron Egerton is starring in it and yes, it's like I th- like the thing is at least with Elton John he's quite a fiery motherfucker anyway mm. and he'll he's probably okay to steer into that kind of shit well he, he's he's said that um about it that he wants um, that he wants them to make if they want to make a warts and all movie they can show his warts he said because it's it's pretty much all out there now and he's never really refuted it fucking a i mean that that's the thing with this yeah i i uh, yeah i don't know i mean like you say so it's gonna be very well polished and it will look very nice and I'm sure the creation of Bohemian Rhapsody in it is going to be fucking brutal. Mm. Like, it just... I, it... And let's be honest, during when that trailer was going and they were, they were playing Bohemian Rhapsody, in my head, I, and anyone from... I would say... I'm, I don't want to go on a fucking limit here. Anyone from my generation, while that was playing, was looking at it and was, wasn't picturing the video of Bohemian Rhapsody... I was watching it going, yep, seeing Wayne's World, seeing Wayne's World, seeing Wayne's World, seeing Wayne's World. (laughs) That's not a criticism of the song, because it's one of those songs that, in the right context, it's a wonderful song. In the wrong context, it it just irks me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. We'll see. It'll probably be shit. It probably will be shit, unfortunately, yeah. Um, okay, so, we've warmed up. Oh, I've I, I got, I got a couple of... Oh, no, well, fuck me. Fuck me. I didn't even ask. That was very rude. Sorry, Mark, go on. Uh, mile 22, uh, uh, yes. from the director of Patriot's Day and the other one that was starred Mark Wahlberg. Another one. Um, yeah, uh... Looks fun enough. Looks like a Mark Wahlberg action movie. Um, but, you know, one of those crime action movies rather than one of those Transformers action movies. So more in the kin of something like Shooter, um, rather than Lone Survivor, that's the movie. Uh, rather than, um, you know, the Transformers, things like that. So, yeah, it looks, looks fun enough. And, yeah, Destination Wedding. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah, I didn't, fuck, yeah, I didn't right. see this. Right, right. You know what we were saying earlier about the Shane Black Predator thing? Mm. Is the trailer didn't look great, but you're looking at it going, well, actually, but it's a Shane Black. You know, it's a Shane Black Predator movie. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at this and going, right, it's a romantic comedy starring Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder, right? Now, 
20 years ago, for that, you'd go, oh, okay, fair enough. Mm. Uh, but now I look at it and go, right, a rom-com about people who are going to a destination wedding that's starring Keanu Reeves and Renona Ryder. There's got to be something there. There's something there that has made both of those people go, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the trailer, I, I was... It, it's it's a good trailer. Uh, it doesn't look like it's much more than Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder just being vaguely snipey to each other for, like, 95 minutes. But you know what? I'm fine with that. I will happily watch 95 minutes of those two just bouncing off each other. Mm. Yep, 100%. Absolutely. So, yeah, that, 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 that was the other two that I'd seen. Very good. Very good. Yeah, um... I imagine if it's a quiet cinema week, we'll probably we'll probably review that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I I'm kind of my brain kind of committed to going to see that at the cinema now <laughs> because there's got to be something there. I'm not going to come out of it and go, huh? I just watched a 90 minute rom com with with Anna Ryder and Keanu Reeves that was just a rom com. There's got to be something there for those two people to do that movie. I hope, I hope you're right. Yeah, I hope you're right. Okay, so. Let's get into it. Let's do a little bit of um, Manhunt. So, John Woo's Manhunt. Uh, It's on Netflix in the UK and uh, actually I think quite a lot of other places. Um, It had the bottom at the start, didn't it? It did, yes. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it probably is pretty pretty worldwide. Um, So, when did you watch this? About a week and a bit, a week and a bit ago. Yeah, this is going to be fun then. Um, yep. So, um, right, there's a lawyer. Yep. There's a lawyer, and he's a pharmaceutical lawyer. Yes, and he's about to go abroad. Yep. To another job. Yep. He gets home, and he wakes up in the morning, and there's a dead woman in his bed. Yeah. The police come. And then he, yep. he runs. And then yep. a top cop teams yep. up with this uh, the, a, a new partner or assistant. Yep. And they track him. Yep. And then it gets a bit batshit in the third act. Yep. Manhunt. Yep, it does. Yeah. Yep. We're going to do our best here. Maximum effort. <laughs> Maximum effort. <laughs> Mark, what did you think? <sighs> Manhunt's fun in a in, in a way that I, I'm not sure John Woo intends it to be fun. Yeah. In the sense that this is an action crime thriller. Mm-hmm. Except it's not really, is it? It's more an action crime kind of unintentional comedy in a way in the sense that for some reason it's it's some of it's in english and some of it's in mandarin and i think some of it might also be in cantonese i'm pretty sure there's like four or five separate dialects often in the same scene yeah and it's and I'm, i'm gonna do my first um of a couple um of um and Argento comparisons, whereas oh, in, it, okay. it, it, it is a little bit 
like when you watch the uh, the Argento cut of Deep Red, where literally midway through a scene, the language will flip, <laughs> and you'll go, "Have I sat on a fucking remote? Have I done something?" But, but. I think when you say John Woo's not intending, maybe not intending it, there is that line at the end where they say something to each other in different dialects, and then it cuts to one of the women who says to the other one, "Do you think they even understand what each other are saying?" Yeah, it, 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 it's it's so odd that you kind of watching it going. He's totally breaking up the serious tour that this movie is going for. <laughs> it's just a bit odd. And it's Manhunt kind of... And here goes my second Argento oh, uh, yeah, comparison. When you have uh, somebody who has started making films in a particular genre that maybe has stagnated and maybe had its time a little bit, and then you get a filmmaker who crops up in it and then is so good at what they do within that genre that they, they, they almost like they reinvent it and they become a, a director who now defines a genre. So you have people like Argento with with horror movies and I'm also going to pull in someone like De Palma with um, like the, the, the thriller, I suppose, would be an erotic thriller or something like a conspiracy thriller, something like Blowout and, and films like that where you get somebody who comes in and makes so many great movies within a specific genre that they become synonymous with that genre. And then when they get older, they try and go back into that genre, and it just doesn't... The magic just isn't there anymore. It just mm. doesn't fucking click. And you end up with movies like um, John Carpenter's The Ward or Dario Argento's Dracula. And... Um, that one that De Palma made with Rachel McAdams and Louis Rapace. Oh, fuck. It was a one-word title, and I can't remember what it was Passion. Was it called Passion? Passion. Yeah, that. Where, with the exception of maybe the Argento one, but they they all have something, but it's just, it's not quite right. It's a pale comparison to what they used to do. And it's not that the genre's moved on from them or anything like that, but it's just that they just, they've lost the spark. And Manhunt feels like a John Woo movie that's just kind of not quite there. It's kind of lost the spark a little bit. But it still is enjoyable enough because it's got a pace behind it, the action's fun, the the cop character is just fucking weird and he feels like he's out of a different movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah... I, I'm fascinated to think what you think about it. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the film sets its stall pretty early on, where in that first scene, you've got the guy in the bar with the girl and saying, like, oh, it's like one of those classic old movies. I Mm. have a DVD if you want to borrow it. Yes, I do. And it's like, right, what's going on here, then? And literally, (laughs) he walks to his car, gets a DVD, and is walking back, and it's right... Okay, we're in a weird place here. And you've got that first scene, which means absolutely fuck all. It's just this weird discombobulating... Right, okay, we're right there, okay. And now we're in this other place. Okay, so those girls are assassins, 
Right. Yep. Okay. And it, that guy. So did he have a connection with? Like, are they there for reason? No. It's an absolute coincidence that this woman, <laughs> this guy who was nice to her in a bar, turns out later on to be an assassination target. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. The super soldier stuff at the end. What the. <laughs> the, the thing is, I'm going to talk about a film in what we watched, which is crazier, which is kind of surprising that you get two films that are as batshit, frankly. And yeah. I, I just, but then you've got in the middle of all this weird, just odd stuff, you've got a fairly by the numbers, entertaining enough, but by the numbers, fugitive esque thing. But, yeah. And, you know, and it, it passes the time well enough. But then there are these moments that do make you kind of sit up and pay attention. And I mean, like, the, most of the, to be fair, most of the finale does that because it is just like, right, so they've been stealing homeless guys to inject them with this stuff that turns them into kind of zombie-esque super soldiers. And now everyone's going to converge on this place and, and try and bring them down. Right. <laughs> it yep. just, this started with a lawyer waking up with a dead woman in his bed, and now and now we're here. Um, I agree. That I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. The thing is, I. It's one of those ones where I kind of wonder if John Woo just, just kind of turned up, and someone else mm. just kind of did everything, and he just said action. Um, yeah. Because I'm going to bring up. I'm going to talk about it a little bit later on, but score. A film music documentary, I think it was called, that I watched last week, right? There is a scene in that where Gary Marshall is there doing, um, like, he's he's sitting there watching, I think it was Mother's Day, or, you know, he did that series of films that were based on fucking days. Yeah, New Year's Eve and Mother's Day. Valentine's Day. I'm pretty sure it was Mother's Day. And this guy, who, with the, God bless him, old as fuck just sat there like just mumbling away about like and when this comes up I want the music to go up and everybody's just like nodding going yeah yeah absolutely and it's just like I I just I kind of imagine John Woo being like and now I want the super soldiers what super soldiers the super super soldiers I want the super soldiers to come up and they'll have a fight okay John yeah sure alright yeah we'll make that work right fucking right are there supposed to be super soldiers in this film no (laughs) what's this this film about I don't know anymore somebody (laughs) lending someone a DVD I don't know (laughs) like it's I like I just I God knows, God knows. It, it does. It does seem like John Woo, like was, was was John Woo gave his assistant three scripts and said, "Take those to Netflix, get and have a look at those, and see which one you want to see which one they want to make." And the assistant has then bumped into somebody, drops all the scripts, and gone ah, crammed them all together and handed that in. And Netflix have gone. That's a John Woo film, yeah, fuck it. Give him 50 million, we don't need to read it. Yeah, yeah. And it's gone back to John Woo and he's gone, don't remember writing this, but I clearly did. It says my name on it. There it is, Woo. Yeah. There uh, we go. Yeah, there you go. And and by the way, I kind of feel bad now because I didn't realise Gary Marshall died. Um, he died a couple of years back as well. Shit, this must have been really close to when he died. 
when was Mother's Day? Sorry, I know I'm going on a tangent now, but I kind of feel like karmically I just pissed some like nature off. Um, Mother's Day film. Go Marshall died 2016. And that film was released in 2016 as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like God, oh bless him. Like it. Honestly, 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 do not watch Mother's Day. Uh, no, I bet. I bet. I mean, Julia Roberts' haircut in that poster alone puts me off. Like, th- that, yeah. is, that is a hell of a fucking thing. Um, it just, seriously, if I ever look as old as Gary Marshall does in in score, just kill me. Just kill me. <laughs> like, I, I, my body doesn't want to live anymore. Like, bless him. But, 81 he was. Fucking, how old's John Woo? He's not John that old, Woo. but... Fuck, John Woo. He, he, he might be. He might be getting up there in like I'd say mid seventies. Seventy two. Seventy two. Yeah, just just turned seventy two. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Manhunt is not. It's not great, but it's not without its charms. I would say. No, I. Um, sorry, yeah, it's, uh, a message from uh, Noel. He's almost ready to go, so that's that's good. Um, yeah, it's definitely not without its charms. Um, I don't know. It just it like you say. It feels like the work of a guy who doesn't maybe doesn't really know what he's doing. Yeah. So yeah, that, I, I it wasn't shit. I no, I, I, I I'm I'm not definitely not shit. I I I, I think I'm geostorm with it to be honest. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of t- I, I'm gonna go definitely not shit because I, I I actually feel bad. <laughs> no, I, 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 that's, that's fair enough. If I ever watch Mother's Day, I'll give it a definitely not shit because I feel bad now. Done. <laughs> no, no, okay, maybe, <laughs> really, um, really done. <laughs> like it's just like seriously that scene. It's just like and it's the most fucking like generic fucking music that rises up as well. And it's just like oh my god, what are you doing? Um. Anyway, yeah. Um, all right. Before Noel gets on, um, might get a drink in a minute. But um, what what have you been watching? Um, ooh, what have I been watching? Uh, I rewatched the Vacation movie. What the new one? Yes. Uh, it, it it it's a Vacation movie. It's actually when you put it into the Vacation movies. Obviously, the best vacation movie is Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. But it's probably not as good as Vacation, but it's better than European Vacation. And it's probably a little bit better than um, Vegas Vacation. I, I, I thought the new Vacation was all right. Yeah, it is. And it, it held up on a second watch. Nice. It, it's, it's fun. It is fun. <laughs> Very good. Uh, we watched Delivery Man. I'm never going to watch this film. And you've seen well, it twice. I've seen it twice, yeah. Yeah, I have. I, I, I actually quite like Delivery Man. It's got it's got Chris Pratt in it before he became the Chris Pratt that we all know now. Um, it's got doughy Chris Pratt, bless him, it, it, on that fucking Netflix, on the image on Netflix. Yeah, it, it does have doughy Chris Pratt, but he's actually really quite charismatic and quite funny in it, in the fact that he's... He plays 
the lawyer who is trying, he plays his friend who happens to be a lawyer who is going to represent him in um, this challenge that he's having from the sperm clinic. Uh, do you, you know the story, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, in the challenge from from that these um, all these, I think it's four hundred and uh, six hundred ninety three. No, 533 children and 142 of them are taking a class action lawsuit to try and find out his identity. And his mate, Chris Pratt, is playing the, the, the lawyer there. And he has some great kind of Chris Pratt-y throwaway lines where it's like he's saying, you know, I'm ready for this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. I just need to just reinstate my, 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 my licence. <laughs> but as well, it's like, why don't you have a license? Like, ah, oh, that's just something to do with, like, you know, just misrepresentation and just a, a whole... We don't, you, we don't need to get into it. <laughs> and the running theme is that it, Chris Pratt it essentially is... You never see his wife in it, but he is a house husband who's there to look after the kids who don't listen to him at all and just treat him like shit. And that every time Vince Vaughn asks him a question about where his wife is, he, he refers to it saying, she's out sleeping with somebody else. Nice. And it just it, it is that all the way through it, but it's this weird movie that it, the, at the start of it, it is very much a generic Vince Vaughn comedy movie, but it does actually have a bit of heart in it towards the middle and the end of it that actually that, that raises it up a level. Um, yeah, it's I, I, I've enjoyed it both times I've watched it to be honest. Okay, fair enough. Somebody has to. Yes, somebody has to. And if somebody's going to enjoy shite movies, it's this guy. Uh, what else do I watch? Happy Death Day. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, I want to watch this. How is it? It's fun. Yeah, okay, I've heard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I won't get too much about the story. What I will say is it's fun. It has a lot of the beats that you'd, that you'd like it to have. Um, the uh, lead actress, uh, Jessica Roth, is... Um, she plays it perfectly because she's supposed to be... At first, I was a bit worried going, if I've got to spend all of my fucking time with her, this movie isn't going to work for me because she's a dick. But then you very quickly realise, ah, she's supposed yeah, to be a dick. Yeah, okay. And then it goes and it, it, it runs. And it very much is, and it even references it in the movie, um, that it's, it's basically just Groundhog Day, but set to a horror movie. Nice. Okay. Um, I rented it on iTunes. I've uh, been waiting for it to be the one ninety nine rental of the week. As I've soon been, as it's that, I'm on it. I've been waiting for that, but Becky really wanted to watch it. Uh, so when it was Becky's birthday, uh, she basically said that we have to watch it. But I still rented it rather than paid thirteen ninety nine to buy it. Um, if it had been nine ninety nine to buy. I'd have I'd have probably bought it, but thirteen ninety nine is just that little bit too. I don't like paying more than nine ninety nine for a movie. It's why I still haven't bought Hostiles because I know at some point Hostiles will be six ninety nine. You're gonna have to wait so, for fucking ages, mate. Entertainment are fucking right, stingy oh, that's bastards. A good point. Yeah, it's those bastards. Well, I'll buy it when I'm drunk one night. Good night. Um, and I, I can justify it by going, well, I, I had had six beers and two glasses of bourbon, so that's why I bought it. There you go. What I will say here is, yeah, Happy Death Day is worth a watch, but I maybe would wait for that one ninety nine rental thing. Or if it gets to if it gets to six ninety nine to buy, it's worth a six ninety nine buy. Okay. Um, but what I will say is, iTunes should bring in a thing whereby if you rent it at the end of it, you can have the option to pay the excess to buy it. That would be lovely. That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
because you're going to make the money. They're going to make money out because with that there, if at the end of that they'd have said, all right, it's an extra six quid and you get to keep it, I'd have gone, fuck it, yeah, why not? And, you know, there's a lot of movies where if I enjoyed them and, and I was in that moment, I'd probably go, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's there was that. Uh, I, I rattled through these. I was, I was going to take longer, but I have kind of rattled through them because I, 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 I don't want to slow us down. Um, Black Snake Moan. I rewatched that. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Craig Brew is a, an, an interesting character in terms of a, of a filmmaker. He was, he was kind of like... Black Snake Moan, he was, he was hot shit because Hustle and Flow had been nominated, I think, won some Academy Awards, I think, hadn't it? Uh, best song. Yeah, Hard Out Here for yeah. the Pimp, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Black Snake Moan was kind of like the movie he made after that, you know, and it had Samuel L. Jackson and Christina Ricci, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, isn't he, and of course. Christina Ricci was kind of like hot shit at this point. Um, and then it also had um, Justin Timberlake in it as well, and it had a fucking kick-ass soundtrack you know, for the time, you know, this, this real fucking dirty, bluesy um, soundtrack, which was fucking cool. Well, I remember listening to it quite a lot when it came out, and I remember going to see this the cinema. Uh, but I probably haven't watched it in about, probably about ten years, to be honest. Um, it's a fucking interesting movie, is what I will say. Um, there is fucking no way this movie could get made now. <laughs> Not a fucking hope in hell. Um, but, it, it, it's, it's a movie about a lot of very flawed people who all have their individual flaws and are all very broken by these flaws. And it's, I think you could look at it from one angle and say it isn't handled very well, and I think you could look at it from another angle and say, I don't think it's handled too badly, actually. Um, it's... I had a good time rewatching it, and it, it's got a little bit more weight than I expected it to have, but it could have a lot more, is what I'll say. Nice. Okay, alright, well, yeah. But it also it did make me want to break out my blues records as well, so it achieved that. Well, that's good. Now, before we get into Deadpool, we just finished um, Mark's What We Watched. Mm. I'll, I'll talk about my other What We Watched at some other point. And I know Mark said he's going to watch this, but I just need I just need to talk about Batman Ninja to make sure I didn't hallucinate <laughs> it. That's correct. Um, so, Batman Ninja. Um, so, why, why, why is he in, like... Feudal Japan, because Gorilla Grodd had a machine that sent a load of people to Feudal Japan. Cool. All right, fine. Um, it's fucking mental. I don't. I. I like. I don't want to spoil it because Mark's going to watch it. I know. I know you don't have much interest, Noel, but it's. That's well, spoil it, mate. I, I, I'm not. I'm not that invested. You can spoil it. Right. Trust me. So, I, I, I don't know Batman lore super, super, super well. Like, I know the big stuff, but was there ever anything in Batman where the bad guys all teamed up? The bad... Right. The, the, so, you got Two-Face, Deathstroke, Poison Ivy, Joker, Penguin, Gorilla Grodd, right? And yes. they all own or command 
separate areas of, of, of Japan in this. And towards the end, Gorilla Grodd has basically been coercing all the others into making their castles movable, like, vehicles. And then Gorilla Grodd's like, right, I'm going to mind control all of you. And I've actually been working on this. And then all the movable vehicle castles combine together Voltron style into the this, like, five-piece mega transformer-looking motherfucker <laughs> that Gorilla Grodd is then knocked out by the Joker, and then it's the Joker controlling this big transformer thing. The final battle is Gorilla Grodd realising the error of his ways, letting Batman borrow his flute that controls a bunch of monkeys... Jesus. The, the monkeys, right? See, this is exactly why I'm not interested. The, I'm, you know. I'm, I'm not even done yet. Robin has a little monkey mate called Monkachi. <laughs> and this is why I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, not entirely no. convinced that it's real, right? He's got a little mate called Monkachi who teams up with a little female monkey, <laughs> and then they play the monkey controlling flute. And then the monkey controlling flute commands a load of monkeys to turn into this mega super monkey, which then has a battle with the Joker Transformer, and then a load of bats turn into a massive Batman. And then... You know what? You know what, actually, Ian, just to interrupt, now that you're saying that, this is actually, this sounds like a direct adaptation of Grant Morrison's run on Detective Comics in the late 1980s. Fuck off. No, it doesn't really, I'm lying. <laughs> it just, it's, I, it, I, I just, I, I finished it and it was like, what the fuck did I just watch? It's... I don't know, it's like some fucking 12-year-old, like, kidnapped a bunch of Japanese animators and said, I'm going to murder you all unless you have Batman and all his, like, big villains have a big robot fight <coughs> with monkeys and bats. I just, it's... And I, I, apparently it's been getting pretty, pretty positive word. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't entertained. But fuck me, it's a mess. And it, it just, like, it's something that just seems to really speak to the really stereotypical view of comic book fans as fucking mm -hmm. nerds who just want to see, like, toys smash each other up. Yeah. Like that, and I, I, it, was, it was baffling. Mark, if you do watch it, we'll have a conversation. But fuck me, like if it's not re if that wasn't what actually happened, can someone tell me just in case I fucking inhaled something? <laughs> I, I certainly will. I'm gonna try and watch it this weekend actually. Just, uh, just, just Jesus. I think that, that, that Tony Hale. Um, yeah, Tony Hale's Joker. Voices the Joker. Yeah, he's he's not bad. Is it alright? Yeah, fair enough. Um, so. Oh, actually, there's quite a good line as well where he's like, he, he, the Joker's ch chucking a load of like these like 
razor-edged fans at Batman in woods. And he's like, don't... Uh, it, what is the line? It's like, don't you know these are really bad for the environment, Batman? And the Batman says something, and he's just like, well, just stop moving so I can hit you then, and I can stop! And it just... It, I, I don't know. It, it's... I don't know. It's fucking... It's mental. It is fucking mental. Anyway... Deadpool it's funny it's sorry i was just gonna say it's funny because there's many reasons why i probably should be attracted to this especially in that like i've kind of said for for ages that i think just setting you know taking established characters and just plonking them into a situation is fine because that's what comic books do but the idea that they have to set that up with gorilla grod doing something to send him to a different it's not necessary i mean like you know something like gotham by gaslight is just a standalone, no no explanation, just this is what would happen if Batman was in this place at this time. And I think you can just do that. The problem that I have with this Batman Ninja thing, or not problem, just the, 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 the thing that didn't really excite me was just when it popped up, everybody just started foaming at the mouth about it just automatically. And I looked at it and I just thought, it looks like hard work, this. It looks like, it looks like I'm going to be... Like, it just looks like, I mean, I don't like anime anyway, generally speaking, but it just felt like it'd be hard work. I don't know. I so. mean, it's just like the stuff with the joke. I, I actually really like the Joker in, in, in it and Harley Quinn's decent. And there's this scene about halfway through where the animation style changes and it's this weird interlude in the middle of it, which is great. And like, so it's like 87 minutes long and I enjoyed my time with it, but it, it, it it did, by the end of it, it was just like, I fucking bet the, the, like, the stereotypical nerd masturbating in his mother's basement fucking adored that. Oh, yeah. And, it, you know, and it's just like, I don't know. It, for all the effort that's put into it and for all the things that are good, I can't help, help but just think, be better. You know, it, 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 it just, it, it should be better. Anyway. Speaking of things that should be better, or maybe not, Deadpool 2 is directed by David Leach and stars Ryan Reynolds, Zazie Beats, Josh Brolin. Wait a second. I've got a suggestion. Mm. I've got a suggestion. I don't think your listeners are actually going to really know what this film's about. So, Ian, would you go to the IMDb page and maybe yeah. read out the, the storyline from there? Actually, that is a fantastic idea. And I think it might be the same as on the Apple trailers thing. <laughs> Let's let's see, because if it's not, we'll read that one as well. Okay. After surviving a near-fatal bovine attack, a disgruntled cafeteria chef struggles to fulfil his dream of becoming Maybury's hottest bartender, while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. Searching to regain his spice for life, as well as a flux capacitor, Wade must battle ninjas, the Yakuza, and a pack of sexually aggressive canines as he journeys around the world to discover the importance of family, friendship, and flavour, finding a new taste for adventure, and earning the coveted coffee mug title of World's Best Lover. Perfect. Um, so, that, that is Deadpool 2. And, um, right, activate Don't Be As Mingy As During The Infinity War review, Ian. No, what did you make of Deadpool 2? <laughs> uh, right uh, I feel like the comic book movie gods are 
been very very kind to me this year so far yeah i've thoroughly enjoyed it uh i had the right audience for it i was very worried about that audience at first when i got there it was quite a rowdy audience um everybody was chatting and talking and it was very full this was on tuesday night as well so the first day um and i was a bit concerned i was thinking to myself is this gonna be people sort of having too much fun and sort of overdoing it a little bit. And, and uh, as it turned out, I think the, the audience kind of added to it. Just the whole thing was fun from beginning to end. And everybody there got on with, you know, every moment of it. I think there's something for every type of audience. I still think the dick jokes of the first one are there, but there's actually an awful lot more in it for people who want to dig a little bit deeper. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a great time with it. Laughed all the way through. All the way through. Great, great stuff. Okay, Mark. Uh, what I would say is, I, I had a similar feeling with my audience. I went to Austin as well on Tuesday night. And um, it was the same. It was in the biggest screen in the cinema. And it was it was pretty much full. It wasn't quite full, but it was it, it was getting there. Um, and so I was, and it was, it was a, an impossibly loud audience all the way through the trailers and all the ads and I was getting a little bit worried and thinking oh god are they are they going to ruin this for me but no the audience got on with the film really well and um, like like notices it there was it was one of those ones where it, everyone seemed to be into it there was no screens lighting up there wasn't people running to the toilet every 2 minutes there wasn't a lot of rustling uh, weirdly there was a lot of women on their own watching it. I mm. noticed that, which is odd uh, in general uh, a, a cinema. I, I think that that's fair to say. But yeah, there was there was quite a few, you know. And I'm used to going to watch. I actually went with Becky, but I'm used to going to watch as a guy films on my own, and it not appealing that weird. But it did stand out. There was a lot of women just on their own watching it, so I dotted around. Um, but I had, I had a blast with it. it it's it's a very very. Um, funny movie i think it's it, it's different from the first but also very similar to the first and uh, it, it, it's but it's it's trying to do something a little bit different and i do think that it manages to make the emotional beats land but also land in a very deadpooly way um and yeah it's it's a very 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 funny movie okay very good um I liked it. I don't think I, I. I'm not as into it as I was the first, which I which I rewatched this week. Um, I rewatched the first this week as well. Yeah. Um, I. The, the thing is, they're trying. They're trying to actually be genuinely heartfelt in moments in this film, particularly towards the end, while also trying to be the acerbic witty oh none of this really matters kind of thing and i think it pulls it off in some aspects and it doesn't pull it off in other aspects um and i i was kind of considering it was from david leach like one of the guys who killed the dog in john wick as the, the opening credits say um and 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 atomic blonde as well i was slightly underwhelmed by the action uh in all honesty um and particularly the, the 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 end action scene, I can't say I particularly remember any of that. And you know, you you've got 
Ryan, uh, you've got De- Deadpool. Well, Ryan Reynolds, they're pretty much the same fucking person, to be honest. Um, and that's not a criticism. Um, you got Deadpool saying, okay, here comes a CG fight. And I was looking forward to something subverting that, and it never actually came. It was just, okay, there's a CG fight. You've, you've called it out, fair enough. It's still just two CG characters having a fight. Um, yeah. So, I... Like Infinity War, unfortunately, I don't think I was quite as into it as you guys were. I, I preferred it to Infinity War. I will say that. Um, and there, are, I think the big laugh-out-loud moments in this are better than any of the laugh-out-loud moments in the first one. But I kind of yeah. would, have, I would have preferred it if it was a bit... The first one's quite smutty all the way through. And speaking as a massive fan of A Haunted House 2 and the excellent sense of humour that that obviously bestows me, I could have done with more of that in this one. Um, But it had the basic instinct moment, which is one of the funniest fucking things I've seen in years. So... I will watch anything and I will... I will watch anything and I will allow myself to be tested to watch anything. I will never look away from the screen during a movie for any reason, usually. But that moment, I genuinely looked away from the screen and went, oh, fuck me. Oh, no. What is happening? Like, that's, that's, I don't even know if that's ever happened to me before. (laughs) I couldn't look. It was just, it was so fucked up. But but no, I mean, but it, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, so I, it just, I'm 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 kind of more interested in what they do next than yeah. this film because this film is a perfectly solid sequel. It is uh, definitely not shit all the way. Do not get me wrong, definitely not shit all the way. But the <clears throat> shenanigans in in like in the background now, what the fuck happens now? I think the problem that they've got, if it is a problem, is that this, the first film sets up the character. So we now, so, you know, this is who Deadpool is. Um, he's kind of like Ryan Reynolds and he kind of pokes fun a little bit out of the genre and he speaks to the, you know, he speaks to the audience and breaks the fourth wall and that type of thing. They set all that up and now they've really ramped that up and made a film which I think, I think you're absolutely right, Ian, in terms of the sort of action versus comedy. This, much more than the first one, is a film that leans leans in more on the comedy and less in on the action. Mm. Um, for me, I don't think... What I do, I, I, do, I would say that being this, this being the director that it was, I was hoping for a little bit more sort of close-up fight scenes. Um, we only really got... I mean, there's one sort of notable close-up fight scene where you see Deadpool use his swords where he's sort of fighting the Yakuza and, and um, he's sort of doing his round the world, you know, um, crime, Kill killings. Yeah, yeah. And I think I could have took a little bit more of that. I, could, I, I definitely could have handled a little bit more of that. Um, but for me, this is very much works more as a comedy. Now... I've I've complained in the past about sort of Marvel movies. Oh, fucking hell, does every Marvel movie have to be just a series of jokes now? Um, you know, take some things seriously. I think for me, Thor Ragnarok did a little bit too much comedy. Um, but with Deadpool, that's what we're expecting. That's what this is. That's what it's setting itself out as. So as much as I 
would ho- would have hoped for slightly better fight scenes and stuff like that. Watching this purely as uh, it's funny you should mention a haunted house, but the Wayans brothers did cross my mind while I was watching this. You know, the idea that this is the franchise which now owns taking the piss out of of superhero movies. You know, you can't, you couldn't now do a Wayans Brothers sort of superhero movie kind of thing because Deadpool's doing it smarter and Deadpool's doing it more accurately and he's getting all the jokes in there. You know, and that some of those jokes might be broad enough for everybody to understand, like... um, superhero landing and jumping out and hurting his knees, everybody understands that. But then when he sort of highlights Domino's special power and says, fucking hell, who came up with something like that? Probably some maverick idiot who can't even draw feet. That's a joke that comic book fans will get because they know he's talking about Rob Liefeld. So it's doing doing that whole thing in a way that's kind of just smarter and better than, than it's been done before. So... Yeah, it's it's more of a comedy, but I think that's you know that's what I went there for, and and I think um, as somebody who actually doesn't like the Deadpool comics, this isn't a case of you know it, like somebody like uh, let's say you know Doctor Strange. I'm not too invested in Doctor Strange as a character, so I'm not really you know I'm I'm happy to be surprised by what they present to me. I'm not really that invested in Aquaman, so hopefully that'll be a fun movie. With Deadpool 2, I actively don't like the comics. I think the style of humor in the comics is obnoxious, but they've got it just uh, and it's, this is purely Ryan Reynolds, they've got it just at a level that's really really ticking the right boxes for me. So, yeah, as as a comedy, it's brilliant. Um as a comic book movie or a fight or an action movie could do with maybe just amping up a little bit. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I, I actually, I quite like the, the Deadpool comics uh, from that, but I, I can absolutely see what you're saying there. They are a little bit too, they are quite acidic is what I would say. In, yeah. In it's always that. had that sort of sub Joss Whedon vibe to me. There's a, there's a type of comedy that, that there's a type of meta comedy that when it's done really on really a really basic smarmy level, it just kind of rubs me up the wrong way. Yeah, I, I, uh, I can absolutely see that, and I, I think you're right in a sense that what you have here is is Ryan Reynolds has been trying to get a Deadpool movie going for before um, he was in the Wolverine's Origins movie, uh, and it's it, it's it, he's got a right balance between. The fact that, it, that the character is Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds is quite mm. interesting. And it, he's got a good balance of that. And the fact that Ryan Reynolds is... And we've seen this with the whole... Uh, the fact that the, the promotional campaign for, again, Deadpool 2 is part Deadpool doing the, the promotional stuff and part Ryan Reynolds doing it. Mm. Yeah. And it, it works really well. And you're getting the fact that he's a guy who doesn't mind poking fun at himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but can still do it whilst looking very, very fucking handsome and dashing and all those things. And you know it, that's even referenced in the um, in the first Deadpool movie. The fact mm-hmm. that he calls himself out and says, "Do you think Ryan Reynolds got as far as he did based on his superior acting skills?" Um, but I have to wonder though that, and I think this is kind of what Ian's saying. You know, they've done the setup now. They've done the the really smart, piss-takey 
look, this is Ryan Reynolds, and isn't it smart, and aren't we all laughing at the same things together? I wonder where you take that now. I can't. They're either going to have to make it more of an action movie, more of a comic book movie, or they're going to have to try and make it funnier. And if they try and make it funnier, I can imagine people getting... I mean, don't get me wrong, I I think this is better than the last one, but I think three movies... And trying to up the ante with the next one to make it even funnier or even smarter, I think they might be pushing it a bit too far, and they might it might rub people up the wrong way. I don't, I, I don't know I, th- what I think they're going to be allowed to do. Sorry, sorry. I think, I think I think they'll go they'll go more action film for the next one. Yeah, I agree. I like just because assuming you know, say it's two years time, Fox Disney should be a thing by then they'll probably be looking at getting these guys actually in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is going to be bizarre, just given how Deadpool has been up to this this point. Um, I mean, it's they've been talking about an X-Force film. I mean, I wonder if it would be Deadpool 3 colon X-Force or something. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, that or, seems or, like, to be... Marvel's Deadpool's X-Force you know, you know what I mean? Like, like it's a kind of a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. Like, just because... And also, what do you do with the character now? <clears throat> I think that's it. I think if you do a... I mean, if you want to introduce him into the the uh, into the Marvel Universe, there are ways to do it. He's, he, was, he was in the Guardians of the Galaxy for a bit in recent yeah. years, so that's an option. Um, but I think, yeah, you're right. If they do decide to do an X-Force and, you know, the closing shots of the movie seem to nod towards that. If they do do that, then it gives them more time to flesh out cable, which I think they need. Yeah. Um, more time to spend with Domino because she was fantastic. She was um, fantastic. Yeah. And I think that allows calm them down, boys, to calm down. <laughs> no, I won't calm down. <laughs> I, think, I think that allows them to shift the focus away from Ryan Reynolds a little bit and, and start to tell a story. The other, I mean, the other thing to consider as well is, what is what you know what is deadpool well he's a mercenary he's a guy who'll do do anything for money and that is not what this film is they've you know they've kind of completely ignored that and turned it into something else so maybe there's a guardians of the galaxy style story where they are tasked like an a team to go do something and achieve something almost like a sort of not suicide squad but sort of like you know a being paid to do the dirty work that the good guys can't do sort of thing. Mm. Um, I'd watch that kind of movie, especially, I mean, that, that would be perfect. If David Leach, obviously this is going to be a success. If they say to him, great, you did a great movie with Deadpool 2, come back and do a third one, do Deadpool's X-Force or whatever, say to him, make it more action, make it more of a street level, um, bad guys doing the things that the good guys can't do kind of a, a job. And, and we'll take it down that route. You can still have your jokes, but just like make it a little bit more, I don't want to say gritty because that's not the right word, but you know, just make it a little bit more of a crimey caper kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I would think that's what the thing is. They've been, they've been really smart with it so far. The first two in the sense that a lot of the pitfalls that you thought they could go down uh, with it, they haven't gone down. They haven't, like I said, they've 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 avoided doing repeating themselves for a start off too much. They it's 
it's made by people who have got a cushion of going, do you know what? We don't actually, we don't need to do this. We didn't sign on for fucking two or three. We signed on for one, then two, and then if we want to do three, we'll do another one, anything like that. And it's it's very much, I think the interesting thing is, it's not, it's a different director, and it still works. It's not, it, it's being led by the star, not the um, the team, I, I suppose, in that, which is quite an interesting dynamic with it. Uh, I, I think if they, if they did do, or what is it, they would, just personal view, I think they would go more more action film because they'd they'd be able to share out the action between Reynolds, Brolin, and and, and, and others throughout that, and it, it would allow Reynolds to kind of step back and just do the, the the comedy bit a little bit more and allow mm. sort of more of the the heavy lifting to go to people like um, Josh Brolin. And even saying that, you're saying that, but Reynolds has a physicality that that that, that can lend itself to that. But I, it, it will be interesting to see if they a, do bring him into the Marvel, uh, the MCU, or b. It, how we, how he would fit into that and which one they'd, they'd bring him into and how much they'd bring him into it or would it be just a a token fucking scene um, in one of them where it, he gets told he isn't allowed to swear or something like that or you just see him doing something in the background mm-hmm. I don't know it, it, there's there's something going on but it's a movie that's it, it's a movie that's just having an awful lot of fun with itself. And mm. at the same time, inviting the audience to have fun with the film. Um, and like I think you turned up there, no, there's there's, a, there's comedy there for everybody running through it. So the jokes are coming thick and fast as well. And it, it, the weird thing is, if you're watching it with an audience, not every joke has to land with everybody because mm. you, you can have that raising chuckle where there's some jokes that are going to land with everybody. But then there's some that'll land with the different little pockets over, and there's some way where I was going, "Oh God, really?" But the rest of the audience were really fucking laughing, and mm. there was other jokes like the you know somebody who can't draw feet joke, where I, I had a good chuckle at that, and a, a few of the little pockets of people had a good chuckle at that. And then because everyone else is chuckling, you'll get people who will chuckle at it and be going, I don't know what people are laughing at, but it's funny, clearly. Mm. Which which is fine with an audience in that. Um, That's that's the people in the audience are going, it's funny because I can't draw feet either. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And the the thing is, the weird thing is, more people stayed for the post-credits in this than fucking did for Infinity War. I've got a question. You were both in very full screenings then, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you stayed through the mid-credits, let's say, yeah. which I guess we'll talk about. What happened at the very end when the when there was no end-end credits? Everyone laughed. Did they? A lot of people in my screen laughed. There was people were really, really gutted in my screening. Like people were genuinely like. Oh, oh, no, and then there was all this muttering, like, it's amazing what a world we live in now where this is not only expected, but we sort of feel cheated if we don't get it. It's like, These, you, just had, you just had two of the best post-credit sequences you could possibly have wished for, and probably some of the best cameos that we've ever had in any superhero movie or any movie ever, and what the fuck? <laughs> was so into- and another pe- another person as I was walking out of the screen um, I wanted to punch the guy because I-, I was so happy at what I'd just seen and I was walking past this guy and he was saying to his mate he was like oh we've lost you now hello 
No. Hello? Oh, there we you lost go. you for a second there. You hear me? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was just I was just saying, like, as I was walking out, this guy turned to his mate and said, oh, I can't believe they didn't say I'm a juggernaut bitch. And I thought, ah, come on. Like, is that is that really a complaint? Yes, I was fuming. It was me. <laughs> Did you notice in the credits at the end it said the jug the voice of Juggernaut as himself? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that. Who played the Juggernaut? I don't even know. It was CG, full CG, full CG. Yeah, but who no, was the no, voice? No, 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 no. I mean, who's the voice? Voice. Uh... It's not on the cast. No, it's not on the cast. They credited as I bet himself. it was Ryan Reynolds. I bet it was fucking Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> he's, not even, he's not even listed. I mean, the character isn't even listed on IMDb. That's weird. But yeah, yeah, the 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 the, the, the cameos were were pretty great. Oh. Yeah. So, um, should we talk about those then? Because. <laughs> Yeah, go on. Right, there's one that I'd forgot I'd forgotten about until today, and it's crazy that you would have access. This is how confident this film is. It's crazy that you would have access to this kind this this caliber of actor and have his cameo be so short that you kind of question yourself when you're watching it. Like yeah. when the face popped up on screen, I genuinely went Oh fuck! And then it went, and I went. Hang on a minute. Did I did I actually see that? And then everybody started laughing, and I was like, Oh, it must have been Brad Pitt then, because <laughs> yeah. it was so fast. Like just yeah, yes, yeah. Brad Pitt as because the thing is, we managed. You're expecting it to be somebody. You know it's going to be somebody. Yeah. And then when it crops up, and you go, What? <laughs> and you do kind of question yourself and go, Was that Brad Pitt? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's... literally, because it, it was just literally that like one shot, wasn't it? I didn't miss anything yeah. else there. Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. and the the the, the X Men fucking what is it all having the conversation bit in the room was a a good chuckle. Mm. Well, apparently nobody on the internet knows who did the voice of Juggernaut. <laughs> no, no, quite. It's bizarre. Yeah, I'm reading something on the Radio Times, and they're just like, yeah, nobody knows who it was. Crazy. It'll come out. Yeah. Um, It'll come out. It's going to be somebody really fucking random as well, isn't it? Yeah. I'm still trying to look. Nah, fuck it. Can't find it. Oh, wait, I found it. Found it. Who? Christopher Plummer. Oh, fuck you. Was it? Christopher Plummer? No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Could have been. (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me. Mark, did you just believe him? Yeah, <laughs> I'm very disappointed in you. Would you? Would would with Deadpool? Would it surprise you? I'll be honest. Yes, it would surprise me if Christopher Plummer was the juggernaut in Deadpool too. It wouldn't, mate. It really wouldn't. Just, just I. Yeah. All right. All right. So the other cameos, or the other, there's. There's one key one, I guess, isn't there? Which was extremely unexpected. 
and very well timed. Who? Uh, in the in the mansion in the X mansion. What? The X Men. Like, just all of them. Yeah, because you said one yeah. cameo, so it was like, who's the one? Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, having them all there was. Yeah, it was. It was. That was. That was quite a little treat. Even though now I wonder what's going on with the timeline. Oh, fuck it out. It's the X-Men, mate, and it's just all bets are off. There isn't a single movie in the X-Men franchise that makes sense of the timeline. They're all over yeah. the fucking... Um, yeah. Fair point. I mean, I mean, to be fair, like, even the point... Like, even the fact that in one scene, he walks... He's walking through the Xavier's house, and... You know, he turned. He, he's got his back to Professor Xavier, as played by James McAvoy. And then he goes and sits down in the other room and puts Cerebro on his head and says, "It smells like Patrick Stewart." Like it's, it's fucking all over the place. Like, yeah, that's a fair point. Which I think is, is, is entirely intentional. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Um, it was a shame about Terry Crews. Would have liked to have yeah. seen, seen him more. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that he, 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 what, he just have like two lines in it. Mm. Well, pretty much, yeah. And I mean, like, Rob, I don't know, Rob Delaney. I'm glad he lived at the end. That was nice. Um, oh, he did. Yeah, did. Yeah. yeah. Technically. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, because that's that's the thing. It's like so now. Is Vanessa alive again? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The funny, the funniest part about that though is clearly um, spoilers for Avengers: Infinity War coming up, folks. Clearly, the next Avengers: Infinity War, they are going to use the time gem to go mm. back in time and fix the the fact that all, all the heroes died. Mm. And it's like, well, sorry, Deadpool 2 already did that now. In a a throwaway joke at the end of the movie, that's exactly what Deadpool 2 did. Yeah, the Russo brothers are pissed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, fuck it. They shouldn't be going for such lazy fucking let's have a massive cliffhanger at the end where everybody's dead, but then just do a massive reset button in the second one. Then should they know? Comic books. (laughs) Comic books. It's fine because comic books. Yeah. Um, any negatives? Because I didn't like the death scene at the end. I didn't think it was funny, and it kind of the it joke went on for a very long on. time. Way too long. Yeah. I, I, I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I kind of, I kind of liked how how far it went on because I, I was thinking, right, he's clearly not going to die. So I'm interested to see uh, uh, what, how they're going to make it so he doesn't die. Are they basically going to have him just go, nope, wait a minute, this call don't work, is it? I'm not dying. Or, or are they going to use the stone to bring you, is it going to use the, um, the clock thing to get him back or, or what? And I was just wondering for that. And I was more waiting for that. So I, I was, was on board with how long it was taking. Do you know what I was really surprised about, though? Because I thought I had the ending figured right out when he was dying, when he was laying on the floor dying, or supposedly dying. So he's laid out on the floor, supposedly dying, but you know that he's not going to die, because obviously he's not going to die. Um, 
But earlier on in the movie, uh, Monica Baccarin's character, Vanessa, she's said to him, your heart's in the wrong place. When she was sort of in, you know, the other world, your heart's in the wrong place. And he got shot in the chest. So I was absolutely nailed on. I was like, oh, right, well, this is the bit that we find out because he'd been chopped up and thrown around and you know, mutated and all this stuff, his heart's in the wrong place. I actually really like that. I wish they did that. That's good. I I 100% thought that that's what they were going for. And then it was like, oh, no, it's you're going to use, Cable's going to use his last time. What? Really? Just his his heart's in the wrong place. You already said that. Like, that was, I thought that's exactly where they were, you know, I mean, foreshadowing and everything, but I guess, yeah, fine. Yeah. So I was surprised about that. Um, Didn't like the death scene. Um, Yeah, I mean, like I say, I mean, I wasn't... I don't know. I I don't feel like I was as high on it as you guys, but I also don't feel like I've got as much shit to kind of, like, bring up. It's just I thought it was a really solid four out of five. But, like, Deadpool is kind of more like a 4.5, even maybe inching towards a five. Like, I, I... that I find that film very, 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 very entertaining. Mm. I found this like very, very entertaining. So it, you I know, f- it, it's 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 minor strokes there. I, I just I, I like lightning is kind of struck twice. Can it strike? T- can it strike three times? I hope so. Mm. I hope so. I think the the problem, as I say, for me is that. I prefer this. I preferred this one, and I think it was just that uh, the, char- the characters established, and now they can just let him fucking run riot. And I think they absolutely let him run riot in this film. And I just wonder how much you can how much you can push that, and how much you can get away with. I think, as we've said, there are ways that they can alter things a little bit to help ease into a Deadpool three. But um, you know, the other thing is a lot of that is reliant on one person and that's Ryan Reynolds. Not only that he, you know, is, is willing to do another one. I'm absolutely sure he is. Cause clearly he's fucking laughing, laughing all the way to the, not only the bank, but just to a, to a career. This is going to make his career. Um, mm. I, I don't doubt that he'll be back. My question is, yes, we now need maybe Deadpool to, to slip into the background just a little bit and let some other characters come to the fore and, and, and will will that be possible? Ryan Reynolds seems like a really lovely guy, but this is absolutely his baby and he is fucking on top of the world at the moment and I wonder if he's... I hope he's not the type of person to allow it to kind of turn him into a bit of a dick. Well, um, he's weirdly, he's actually... He's actually muted that he that the third Deadpool will be less Deadpool. Well, he did uh, the thing that he did say before this to to whoever um, he did say to to some blogger website or whatever uh, when asked about Deadpool three. Oh, I think he said something like, um, "Oh, I think uh, you know, I do think there'll be a sequel, but I definitely think it'll be uh, it'll be exploring the team." And how the team go on, like a, an X Force, like it'll probably be more likely X Force than Deadpool. I think he was alluding to the fact that everybody knew that this film had a team in it, but obviously we now know that that team didn't last very long. Um, 
So it felt like he was making a joke. I don't know. Like I say, at the end of the movie, there's very clearly a team dynamic there, isn't there, so... Mm. I mean, this movie essentially has helped launch his production company and has got him a pretty sweet production deal with, with Fox off the back of it. Which, by the mm. way, the fact that his production company is called Maximum Effort, I'm a massive yep. fan of that. Yeah, yeah it is. And do you know what their, their first big proper film is? Because it is, it, 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 Maximum Effort films, it was, it was attached to this. But do you know what their big first film is? Mm. Clue. The Clue remake. Oh, really? He's the nice. first big maximum effort film with Ryan Reynolds in it, um, and Did, he'll get obviously over the people. Didn't somebody remake Clue? That's the or remake that's coming up now. Gosh, I thought there was. What was the one with. Um, uh, what was the one with. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Jude Law in it. Jude, Jude Law and Michael Caine. Oh, fucking hell. No, Sleuth. Oh. Sleuth. Ah, Sleuth. Sorry, that's it. Yeah, get mixed up. Yeah, yeah, because Sleuth was a remake, wasn't it? Of, of yes. Sleuth. Yeah. Sleuth is the most blue movie you will ever see. Another good kind of blue. No, I, it, it just has a really blue hue out throughout the entire thing. That's really yeah. The I remember the poster being quite blue as well. It actually, is the entire movie is. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. The nineteen seventy. There was a nineteen seventy two sleuth with Laurence Olivier and that yeah anyway different movie I'm going to completely mix up very good um I think I think we're we're pretty much there aren't we yep yeah, yeah uh, so. it's very definitely not shit from, from me yeah I, I don't want to speak I don't want to speak for Noel but I think he's also going to say definitely not shit I think that's very clear yeah yeah cool very good and uh, yeah I'm also on a definitely not shit so Strong. Uh, Mark, do well, you... What the comic book movies have we got coming up? This I mean, fucking hell, what, Aquaman? Is that it? No. Uh, it must be something between... Aquaman and the Wasp. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is Aquaman this year? It's July, December, it? supposedly. Oh, oh is Aquaman. it? I thought it was later. Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. Yeah, yeah Aquaman's Aquaman, December. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Aquaman is December. Yeah. And we haven't yeah. had, like, even had a fucking poster for it yet. Well, there's no Star Wars movie, is there? So I guess they're trying to jump in there. Oh, maybe is it what it... It'll be all right. It's James Wan. I trust. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, December. Fucking hell. December the 21st. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, you say James Wan. I've got full trust in that chap. Fucking hell. I didn't know fucking Patrick Wilson, Willem Dafoe. Dolph Lundgren, Nicole Kidman. Fuck yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very much up for that, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nicole Kidman? Yeah, Nicole Kidman's in it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't, don't think I knew that. Okay. Okay, very good. Very good. <laughs> um, uh, do we have any questions? We do not, no. Well, I'm gonna start asking. I must start asking myself questions again now. As as, as I said at the, the start of the show this week, fuck our audience. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, Noel, can you guess how many downloads we've had of the Greatest Showman commentary track so far? Um, Fifty-four. Yeah, that'd be nice. Three. <laughs> Is it is it a paid for thing or it's a pound. Yeah, well people don't like paying for shit. <laughs> I've learned that the hard way. 
Well, that was brutally honest. Thanks, Noel, <laughs> for joining us this week. <laughs> Never write a book, folks. You're not well, going to get it. Do you know what? Yes. All right. Let's just, you know, let's just lay our fucking cards on the table, right? How fucking hard is it to, like, create something and then make money from it? It's very difficult. What I will say, no, two things. Yeah. One, I have read your book. My daughter has read yep. your book. And ah. your book actually contributes every week to Dude and the Monkey. Oh, God. How's that? Nope. Is, it, is your laptop on it or something? Yeah, my, my iPad is resting on it because it sits on a cushion <laughs> and your book is exactly the right size for it. Oh, perfect. That feels well, like, oh, that's perfect. That's, that is perfect. That's, that's, that's why I wrote it. So, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it does there. But I have read it. And it, it it's it what is, I always uh, hope. <laughs> Sorry. It's more it's more than just a great read. Well, yeah, it's also a great laptop stand. Yeah. Well, that's the most important <laughs> thing. The thing is, in all, in all seriousness, though, it's, you know, I'm, I never, I never wrote a book to make money. I never no, started no. a podcast to make money. I wanted to do it for the fun of it and for the love of it and stuff like that. But nowadays, you know, I'm only two episodes into the revived uh, Adventures in VHS I'm already really struggling to find the time to to do this third episode, and I'm you know I'm already a, like the best part of the month behind on it. So first of all, apologies to anybody who is listening to that because I am totally running late, as is usually the fucking case with me. But it's 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 hard, man. It's really it's really hard to find the time and the energy to put into this thing. So when you do put work and energy into something and people aren't kind of willing to pay with a quid or whatever. I can imagine it's, it can be quite disheartening, but you know, it's, uh, you've got to try and keep focused on the reasons that you do these things. And yeah, I guess. Oh, you can Absolutely. just say, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. Anyway, which we, which we kind of frequently do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, why anyway. is nobody downloading our thing? You cunts. <laughs> quite. They, they love it. They love it. They wouldn't be listening otherwise. No, they, they, wouldn't have got, they wouldn't have got this far if they were that easily offended. No, exactly. You know. Anyway. Well, I don't know. You, you, take, you, take what you, can, you take what you can get. I mean, even ju- like just this week, um, I got a piece of feedback from a guy called Uli Walther from Germany who sent me an insanely long email about the return of Adventures in VHS, and it was just really, really, really nice. Oh, that's and, great. Uh, like, just, just his entire sort of backstory about why he likes the show and what it's what speaks to him about it and stuff like that. And I got a lot of stuff like that from the book, like from people getting in touch going, you know, this is this is my story and this is this is why I elevated towards this podcast and this book because I grew up with this and with that and with this and the other. So, you know, it do, you don't get a lot of that type of thing but when when people do engage it, it does matter to us and it is you know it, it does validate it because you go fucking hell great somebody got something out of that it was worth doing for that one guy you know for that one for that one person out there that now uses my book as a laptop stand it, it's good to know <laughs> that it was worth doing <laughs> I'm going to remind you of all the fuckers <laughs> I'm fine with it <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, anyway, 
That was a good. That was a, that was a fun show. I enjoyed it. If any of these people listening didn't fuck them, uh, so <laughs> what? What are we covering next week? I don't know. What the fuck's out? What's out? What's out? <laughs> Star Wars. Oh yeah, Star Wars is out. <laughs> Shit, yeah. is it? Yeah, is that what I did? Yeah, totally. It's solo. It's out first. That's out tomorrow. No, next week. Oh no, no, no. Oh, next no, week. Next week. Yeah. What What's coming this coming week? week? What? There must be a. Oh, there must be a. Wait. Oh, no, yeah. what, 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 if we're recording like Monday, Tuesday, what we're recording on there? Hang on, what are we recording on Monday, Tuesday? Fuck me, we're recording on Monday, Tuesday. Oh fuck, yeah, we probably are. Uh, yeah. Shit, I don't know. What's out? Well, fucking nothing, because Deadpool's out this week. It's not a Dwayne Johnson. confusing. I'll tell you what, should we do another commentary that no one fucking downloads? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) We'll do summit. Um, Wait, wait, guys, I've I've got you. Let's let's see what's on. There ain't anything going up against Deadpool, is there? That's what I just fucking... (laughs) No, you don't listen to me, Mark. You don't love me anymore. Um, I do. <laughs> you more each day. Oh, bless you. Um, fucking. Uh, I feel pretty. Fuck off. No. Life of the party. No. Well. No. Uh, no, no. No. Fucking. We're not going to review that, Mark. That it's <laughs> it, it's time is gone. Well, I think there's still selected screenings of the Guernsey Literary, Literary and Potato Peels Pie Society. God, that's difficult to say. <laughs> we could review Sherlock Gnomes. I already saw it, so, you know, that's on you, Mark. Oh, I don't think it's playing there, mate. Yeah, well, yeah, of course it's fucking not. It's only a kid's film that came out last week. Of course it's not playing anywhere near you. <laughs> we'll cover something. We'll work it out. I don't know. Let's just finish off a way out. You know, these fuckers will actually have to watch it on YouTube. Yeah, fuck that. We'll do that instead. Yeah, there you go. We're going to finish a way out this week. And then we're going to do Solo next week. And then we're going to do Solo next week. Hopefully we'll get Steve on. Yes, we should be getting Steve on. Uh, yeah. Hopefully Steve would have listened. But I, 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 to be fair, Steve's been listening for so long that I think he's probably been told to go fuck himself by us on like <laughs> hundreds of occasions in the past. So I'm sure it's water off a duck's back. I, we would love to have Steve on. Um, yeah, for our, uh, he's our Star Wars correspondent. Indeed, so. um, and then he won't be on for eighteen months apparently. See, <laughs> yeah. could, he could come on whenever the fuck he wants. By the way, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, apart from when Noel comes on, because they hate each other. Um, so, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I think if we ever, I think if we ever got into a conversation about the Last Jedi, though, that might not go well. Oh my god, I would pay money. I would pay to hear that. <laughs> you guys do a commentary of the Last Jedi, and you will make more than we make in a decade. Probably, it'd probably just be like fifteen minutes of yelling at each other, and then complete silence for the remaining time. <laughs> you, you just hear like a, a brief scuffle. Yeah. The muted noise of someone dying and then a door closing. <laughs> and just then that, you know, when you watch a movie that you love and somebody else hates, just that awkward silence of just right. We're going to sit here for two hours and you can fucking well hate it because I'm watching the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on that note, we'll we'll be back at some undetermined point in the future for Solo. 
Um, Noel will be back with us for Ant-Man and the Wasp, I assume. Yeah, I'm in. And um, if if he sees anything else, Noel's welcome to join us whenever he wants. So, you know, I'd have him on every week if, if we could, but he doesn't want to do that. Because he, I don't watch any films. He, he costs too much. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we blew our budget on that. We, yeah, absolutely. Um, the, 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 got the, more, I've got I've got more books to write because I, I don't I don't like the way Mark props up his iPad at home, so I'm going to come up with an iPad shape <laughs> for my next project. Yeah, he's got a hump in it. <laughs> you should just you should just release it on iBooks, so then he has to buy an iPad to prop up. <laughs> No, my next book. No, my, my next book is gonna be more practical. It's gonna come in the form of like a skillet or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've been on good form tonight, though. Oh, um, that's very strong. B- uh, bye. Fuck off. Bye. Bye. bye.